week on Vinyl Analysis. He was a guest in season one. He is back. And we're talking about our band, Van Halen. The first record, that's right, 1978's debut studio album with guitarist Rick Soga. I was just hitting that age. Yeah. And you're just starting to notice girls and stuff like that. It just moves you, not only in your brain, but it hits you below the belt, too, where you're like thinking about, like, wow, oh, chicks. Vinyl Analysis. I am your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, as in every episode, the one, the only, solid as a rock. That's what this show is. Hey, Greg Hansberry. Yo. How are you, my I, man? A musical introduction. I like that. I know. I, yeah, well, I'm trying to figure out how I'm always going to kind of spice up your introduction. I like it. Maybe well, I need my own theme song. We can work on that. We can work on that. Uh, today's album, Van Halen's debut studio record, released February 10th, 1978. Five singles released on that one, and we'll get to all that in just a little bit, because the singles themselves and the B-sides, you could choke a small giraffe <laughs> with all the fucking hits on this thing. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is uh, a, a reoccurring, would you say character or guest? I want to make him a character, right? He's a he's a character. He is a character. Guitarist Rick Soga. Soga, Thank what you. is up, man? How you doing? Yes. We did right. a docking record together, and yes. I have yet to really I did a uh, I did Diver Down with Dan Orr. Oh, nice. And that was just something that was a that's a party record that me and him have always just kind of partied to over yeah. the years. But you and I had a conversation when you left last time. Save Van Halen one yeah. for us, yeah. right? They're great. Yeah. First Thank off, you. how the hell are you? I see you at good, gigs. Good. Thanks for uh, being cool to me when I hop up on stage. Yeah, yeah, playing like crazy. Just uh, yeah, doing a thing, playing our shows. Well, so I'm excited to talk about this this Van Halen record with you because, yes. uh, well, first off, you're one of the better guitarists here in Central Ohio and have been for quite some time. I am curious, and and you told your Eddie Van Halen story on mm-hmm. on the episode that you were on uh, in our first season. That was our first, <laughs> first season. First season. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Uh, kicking off January 9th, we're going to have the third season. By the way, nice. we're going to t- we're taking December right. off. I want to let everybody know, Jipco. Remember our uh, friend Jipco? Uh, Jipka. 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 Jipko. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was a cuh. <laughs> Either way, we love you, man. Yeah, he, he responds uh, uh, to the uh, the shows and stuff out there, and we do appreciate it. And don't forget that you can access all of Season 1 Vinyl Analysis Podcast at QFM96.com. But I'm glad we got to do this record here together. Yes. So I just want to know, and like I said, I was kind of building you up there as a guitarist. What the hell, man? We're talking about Van Halen 1. Take me back to when you got this record and just tell me about what Eddie Van Halen has meant oh. to you. Uh, let's see. Got the record. Oh my God! Right. Um. Well, before that, I was listening to like a lot of Kiss. Was my band. Me too, man. Uh, it's a similar story for for yeah. a lot of guys our age. This is this is the progress. This is the progression that we've yeah. talked about on the show. That Kiss is how many times 
Yeah. I think Greg, uh, Kiss has come up in every single in episode every of single Vital Analysis. Episode, yeah. and, and that's just the way it is. Even it, the Elton John episode. We <laughs> talked about Kiss, yes. Wow. And really, yeah. that's, there's, they some, came up. there's some truth to that. No, but and, I got, um, I got the us. record uh, through my brother. My brother is a few years older than me, so he brought their record home. And he, he, I, he saw them open up for Sabbath. And uh, so he was saying, you, so he was in on on the early stages of this really, because yeah. uh, that first tour was with Journey. I'm in the middle of reading, and I'm I'm reading like four different books. You ever get oh, in one of those deals where you're yeah. reading? I'm reading uh, Noel Monk's uh, yes, the book. I, right, I, I've got that. I just got that myself. It's amazing. I'm halfway through. Uh-huh. So you got that first tour with Journey and, and Montrose. Yeah. And then they go out on the road with Black Sabbath, yeah. and it's cool to hear Ozzy or Reed, where Ozzy's just like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah. They were blo- they were kind of on the yeah. outs at that point, but yeah. they, that blew him away. So your brother saw them with Sabbath. He did. He saw them, and then, and then like I just remember him. He didn't say anything about Black Sabbath. All he's talking about is Van Halen. But and, what was uh, he really talking about? He's talking about Eddie. Eddie, yeah. Well, I mean, Roth was something else too. But like at that time, Roth was like uh, a Jim Dandy. Kind of like people, you well, know, back in the day of, of the Black Oak, Arkansas. Yeah, that's people kind of thought that that's that he was, was like act. this. Yeah, because right. like David Lee Roth and Jim Dan, it was like a Southern type thing. You thought that it was like that kind of a band, and then you put the needle on the record, and it's just like it takes you to a whole other. Literally, it was like a spaceship taking off. And, and so good. This for me, this was a piece of vinyl. This is not something I got on on tape, right, and then you know, right. this isn't something. This uh, Brian Joyce. Kid who lived in my neighborhood, same age as me. His parents were a little hipper. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, God bless my parents. Thank you for everything. But my dad was a World War II vet. I mean, yeah, my dad, you yeah. know, we had all the great orchestras. I mean, yeah. Hank Sr., <laughs> not Jr., Nat King Cole. That's the stuff I had. When yeah. I went over to Brian Joyce's house, that's when I heard Van Halen 1. That's when I saw Destroyer. For the yeah, first yeah, time, yeah, you know these were the records that we were listening to. When we went to Brian's house, and it was just it. It well, it changed my life forever, and I'm sure this record did when you heard yeah, the Brian sound. Yeah, and I sound. could I could stare at the album cover forever and just be. Uh, I was just I was just taken away. I I would look at these albums. It's like Destroyer was another album cover. Uh, Think about that. You ACDC. Can smell it. You can smell yeah, it. Yeah, the you? ACDC album cover of of uh, of uh, Highway to Hell. That one was another one where just you just you look at these album covers and the artwork is I, I miss that so much. Speaking of like what we used to do with records and this one in particular, this might have been the second one that I had. Not the this isn't the original, but this is one I had through I, I I've got this in high school, I remember. Mm-hmm. I had one that I had when I was really, really young. But there was a time and even almost through college. But, uh, you know, God bless my mom if she ever listens to this one. But this was one of the albums I hid Jay's in. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. go ahead and say it right oh, now. That's great. But there was a time even you where my buddies, <laughs> yeah, my buddies, I would have them smell. I'm like, can you smell it? It's like, yeah, dude, still... I can still smell it in there 20 some years later. But anyway, that's what we used that's to do with, with vinyl. But uh, what what has Eddie Van Halen meant to you? And I look, you told the story about how you met him. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. I mean, as a guitarist, man, I mean, um, he influenced so many, especially uh, the era that you yeah. grew up with and the era that you played in. Absolutely. Because like when I started playing, like I I loved uh, Gary Richrath. I loved REO Speedwagon. I was like big Journey fan. I loved you know Kiss. And then you know the Van Halen record came out. And I remember my buddy was a big Zepp head. He loved Zeppelin and. 
And, uh, you know, I was on the other side of that with Kiss and all those kind of groups. And right. uh, we would clash heads all the time. But we agreed when we listened to Van Halen. We both thought, like, that was our common ground where it's like, this is incredible stuff. I mean, it it's not only that, but, like, it's like, you know, as a guitar player and growing older and watching music change, I just, I just think Alex Van Halen was to the drums what, Eddie was to the guitar. He just never, it was just, Eddie was so unbelievable that it just shadowed his abilities as a drummer. And, and that's something, uh, there's a few other things I want to talk about before we even get to that point, but that's something I want to talk about. I want to talk about the good and the bad. Look, Kiss was my first band that mm -hmm. I got into, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. Van Halen really was my first love. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I was old enough to really kind of appreciate it, I guess, in a sense. And 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 I want to talk about the good and the bad because yeah. there is no band that has the good and the bad like Van Halen. And I'm talking about the relationship with their fans, how they get info to us, the stories, the way they treated Michael Anthony. I I want to I want to yeah, kind of yeah. throw some different things out there. Dave's voice, yeah. right? Because I'm sure yeah. a lot of folks want to want to talk about that because they're gonna say, "Come on, Arch," you know, because there's the Hagar fans and they out do. there. Yeah, they do. And, and they do. And, yeah. and it is what it is. And Sammy's 70 years old. He still sounds amazing. He's great. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that, guys. But this is apples and oranges when we're talking about this. Yeah. So you you heard from your brother. Now, how deep did you go into Van Halen? Did you? Because quite honestly, when I was listening to this in Brian Joyce's room, Van Halen 2 was already out. And really, I didn't really, it took me a while to like really get my, my claws into stuff. I mean, I know Fair yeah. Warning was one where I was like, I was in. You bought right I was yeah. I was in, and then when 1984 came out, I yeah. was, you know, Diver yeah. Down, I was, I was into that shit. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore. But I mean, what? Where did it? Where did the, Where did Van Halen take you? It like immediately. That was my my ultimate band was Van Halen because like the 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 party aspect of them was like something that I was just hitting that age. You know, I was seventh grade, yeah. and you're just starting to notice girls and stuff like that. So then Van Halen one comes out, and you're just like, it just moves you in like not only in your brain, but it hits you below the belt too, where you're like thinking about like, wow chicks wow no 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 like, no. leave them on leave them yeah on. like everything about <laughs> right, right, yeah right. everything on, about Dave, that was like the, the party kind right? of aspect of it yeah and then they didn't they, they never wrote any uh ballads so that was cool it was like it was like uh it spoke to me on so many le different levels well my favorite song on this record and you say there are no ballads and and, and i agree to a certain extent little dreamer is my favorite song yeah little, little dreamer, dreamer is, is has always been my favorite song off this record. Women in Love is my favorite Van Halen song, which Valerie Bertinelli and I, one time when I had a chance to talk to her, <laughs> we shared a moment, and that was our favorite uh, Van Halen song. What, what are songs that, I mean, was it just as simple as Eruption from a guitar player standpoint? Is that uh, what blew your doors well, away? Well, of course that did. And then um, uh, You Really Got Me was, you know, when you heard that on QFM, which only was played on QFM, You'd hear Eruption come on, and then it would kick into You Really Got Me. You knew you were listening to QFM 96. You know, that's not a plug. Yeah. That's the way it really was. I mean, that song came out, and it just it changed, it literally changed the face of music when you heard that. It it, it was incredible. I, I but, like, I love I'm the One. I'm the One is, like, incredible guitar playing on there. It's, like, you know, ridiculously uh, cool stuff. Um, Let me run through the singles. Yes, yeah, Let ahead. me run through the singles for you, because... 
the B sides on these, they're going to knock your socks yeah. off, man. <laughs> so you really got me. Okay, that was a single. That was January 28th, 1978 when that was released. On the other side of that, Atomic Punk. Wow. Right, wow. right, right. Just killer stuff. Then Running With The Devil, on the B side of that was Eruption. Jamie's <laughs> Crying, on the B side of that was I'm The One, which, yeah. like we're saying, yeah. that's that's Just one of my all times. On Fire. On Fire. Jeez. Come on, man. That's killer stuff. I mean, there's... Just for the sake of getting through this, Jamie's crying was the B side on that. Yeah, and then ain't talking about love and feel your love tonight. Great stuff. Well, look, and I work in, in all intents and purposes at a at a classic rock station in, in Columbus, Ohio, and you just aforementioned QFM ninety six. You know, everyone's talking about you know with the passing of uh, Tom Petty and everything, and an absolute core artist to the music that we play yeah. in, in our library. And I'm going to say this, I don't even still think that album-oriented rock, classic rock, whatever you want to call it these days, I, this, this album, this is, this is it. This yeah. is it. And I, and I don't know if we really appreciate it as much as we should right now. Yeah. This, this, is, this is it, man. This well, is... It's like that. This album there, I I don't know what the sales are. It would be interesting to look it up, but like, uh, don't they say the Guns and Roses sells at least a couple million a year? Right. Oh and yeah, Dark yeah, Side yeah, of the yeah, Moon yeah, sells yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah, mi- yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah Dark Side and its streak on the on the charts is. I wonder how the well, Van Halen one does because that album is, it it pound for pound each song is as incredible as the next. It's ridiculously, <laughs> like flows beautifully. Yeah. Producer Greg. Yeah, I was going to say, as as a as somebody of the next generation, you're a millennial. Up, just fucking say it. As dude. a millennial, <laughs> my dad had this on CD. Okay, and uh, that's so I grew up listening to it in his car. Yeah, in CD, and yeah. I always thought it was a greatest hits record. Like, so, so, <laughs> right, right. Doesn't that speak volumes? Doesn't that speak volumes to what, what what we're talking about here? And that's what I'm saying. I, I just think it, I'm not saying it's underappreciated, but it kind of is, and and I'm not wishing death upon anybody in the band because it seems like anymore with the last few years that we've had in rock and roll, that's yeah. that's when we learn to appreciate someone's library. It, this this record for guys in our on our age group on either side of the Gen X, it's it's fucking Van Halen, man, and yeah. Van Halen won. That that's why when 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 Sammy fans are like uh, 5150, I'll throw that up. No, I, I get you, man. That's a great record. Yeah. That's a great record. But but why don't you come at me with Montrose? Don't yeah. come at me yeah. with, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. don't feel so good. Yeah, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Don't, why can't this be love? Don't don't come at me with that. Right. Come at me with something that, that has some some substance like like the, the Sammy records with, with Montrose. I this is just this is iconic rock. Yeah. This is it, iconic. The magic rock. is in that record on so many levels because it's it's like when they got signed, like you know, even Gene Simmons having his name on that record, whether he had that anything to do with the group or not. That I we knew about reading, that. Did we not know yeah, about that? I remember so good. reading that the liner notes right. and seeing Gene Simmons damn on there, right. and, and all those things just seemed to be so magical for them, and that the, the timing was so perfect for that band to to hit. On top of you know him being you know modern you know modern day master like beethoven or or mozart i mean eddie was that to the guitar i mean well, everybody's the instrument i mean and you saw it i mean you you've got you're a couple years older than i am and you were you were playing it you were 
you were out on the road, you were you were touring, you mm-hmm. were doing this stuff when when really people were everybody was imitating Eddie. I mean, you know right, what I mean? It's, right. And I th- and a lot oh, of people yeah. blame that for the demise yeah. of the hair band yeah. scene and everything. Everybody was trying to be Eddie Van Halen at right. that point. It was it was I mean, I, I was guilty. I, I was the same way. That's how how much of an influence that he had on every musician out how there drummer, not drummer how- or not drummer guitar player didn't matter they they are all like you know it's like eddie was like because he's the only guy that was smiled when he played he wasn't like you know such a badass to where he was trying to always portray this i'm just he just was so happy you're just like going like this guy's fucking smiling and 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 he's just killing it on the guitar uh, it, it was unbelievable. And I'll tell you a side note. When we got signed, when Shock 2 got signed at first, it was with Marshall Burl. And Burl signed us. And Burl had... What was what was your take on him? Because Noel Monk really doesn't have a lot of good things to say about him. And, and other people, yeah. other books where they reference him, not so good, Soga. Yeah, yeah. It, it was It was... Well, my experience with Marshall Burl was, I mean, the first time he came out to see us play was in, in Dallas. And he said... Uh, you guys are going to be my triple crown. I have Van Halen's my first ring. Second ring was Rat. You guys are going to be my third. And Holy that's shit. all I needed to hear. I was like, sign, let's no, sign I, with no, this I'm, guy. Right. And and we did, and we started our recording, but, uh, it, it, you know, things go got a little wacky because then, you know, our, our deal was stolen out from under us for with a, a name producer, a great producer. It got stolen from us uh, by Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick. He heard the demos and he said, I, I think I could do a better job at, at producing wow. you guys. So we got him, but he had never produced anybody before. And it was, it yeah. was, it was not, it was, didn't come out the way we wanted it to. And, and, but Marshall let it happen. And I was like, Marshall, we should have never let that happen. He should have just said, you know what? We're sticking to our guns. We're sticking with our producer. Well, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting is he was, and kind of wants the glory from stuff, gets there at the beginning. And then he disappears. And 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 from what I've read so far in, in Noel Monk's book, he kind of let Noel run with it. He would show up every once in a while yeah. at a big party, yeah. but he wasn't there at all times. Yeah, he wasn't. And he was he was a you know, he lived in, in Los Angeles and we were recording our record and but I would ask him Van Halen questions. Well, why the fuck wouldn't I would you? Corner that guy at the four seasons and we just I would just nail him on Van Halen stuff. But the one thing that I got from him that I was like just like it was the greatest. But he you know, he said, uh, you know, I said, Hey, when you saw Van Halen, what what did you know, what were you thinking? And you know, how did you get how did this happen? And he said, Well, you know, he went to this club, heard about the group. He walked in, he saw, saw him play, he got done, they got done playing. I said, was there any doubt, like, you know, during the time, because I was disco right, and right, stuff. Right. I said, was there any doubt that you didn't think that you could, you know, that it was going to happen? Work, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen with these guys. And he goes, Not a, there was nobody on this earth that couldn't see that group that didn't see they were going to be massive. Well, that's when they presented it to Noel Monk, was basically they said, look, this this is it, man. Yeah. Take it. And yeah. until after the first couple shows, he's like, I don't know. And then when he saw it... <laughs> It's like, yeah. wow, this is this is going to be a fun ride. Yeah, Marshall said I had no, ride. I had, I had no negativity at all in with anybody he talked to about that band. Before we get into the good and the bad, yeah, because uh, all we've done now is the good part, and and I want to talk about Michael Anthony. We we've hit on Dave and what he brought to the band, uh, Alex, what he brought to the band. Uh, I know, and this is another thing. We're in the bad part. I'm going to talk about how Eddie kind of poo poos. Uh, Michael's vocals. He says he is as big a part of those vocals. Yeah. Uh, look, man, n- n- look. no, no, 
This Michael's backing vocals and what he brought to the band, and I'm telling you, when you read this book, yeah, it's gonna break your heart because Uh, Mike is just one of the he, the way they treated him, man, and the way they did him. him? You met Michael? Yes, I've met Michael on a couple different times. On a couple different times, guy ever. Uh, On the Sammy Dave tour, which was the final straw. Yeah. When he talked to Eddie, and Eddie said, "Don't do it." Yeah. And he went ahead and did it. That was the end. I actually went to that tour as big of a Roth fan as I am. I was like, you know what? I knew I was going to have backstage access. Yeah. And I and I had a buddy make a shirt for me that said, I'm here to see Mike. <laughs> and I was walking back and, and fucking Anthony saw me and he was just oh. like, he was like, oh, dear God. And I'm sure he's just, he was yeah. trying to just kind of yeah. lay low yeah. with everything. And I did. I went up and I was like, look, man, I go, look, I'm a Roth era guy. But I just, I, it, with everything you've done with Sammy, I, I wish you the best. And I know the brothers are being dicks to you right now. Yeah. And he's just like, he was just kind of. He's so, so kind. So kind. Yeah, and, yeah. And so signed my Van Halen stuff, put his yeah. armor. We got a picture. That's great. And, uh, but I, I just, well, I mean, he's very important. That sound. Come on, man. Michael Anthony Dave's is... missing it now whenever they do yeah. whatever they do. They're missing that. Yes, I mean, like, not only that, but like, you know, when Eddie was, you know, had a, a half a heat going and he was he was partying pretty good michael kept that together man him and alex just kept that train rolling and they 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 could i see eddie get completely lost on a song and michael would just be writing it out and all of a sudden he'd look over at ed and he would just scoop it right back into it and ed would pop right see, back into it i like to hear it. that from a musician and standpoint it was I unbelievable like i would watch him do that on several occasions where it's like and plus michael anthony he he you know he he played the bass. He he walked the bass. He moved it around. He was playing. He wasn't just playing eighth notes and quarter notes. He he wasn't playing like he did. Now, if you listen to the new Van Halen records, other than now what his son's doing, but um, I th- would probably believe, like this is what I what I understand that, uh, Sammy or not Sammy, but uh, Michael hasn't played on a record since '84. He has not played one note on the record since '84. Well, I know on the on the shit with uh, Gary Sharone that he dabbled on a couple tracks, but Eddie played the bass on, on most ba- of the stuff. With Eddie that Eddie played bass on most of that stuff. If you could listen to the difference in the I bass need to li- playing, I need to read yeah. Sammy's book, and I'm sure be like, "Well, he mentioned that in Sammy's book." Well, I don't. Fi- I haven't read that I, book. I yet. never read that, but I just I just kind of know it through some people that I you know talked to. It's very close with the group, and they they. You know, you can listen to it, though, and you can kind of figure it out. Like, if you see Van Halen live with Michael Anthony, he's moving out on that bass. I mean, he's playing it like he's in Cream. Right. He's playing. But then when you listen to the records, it's just like these straight notes. Ba 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 You know, he's not walking and moving right. like the way Michael So this is love. So, yeah. And this is And that is Eddie playing bass. You know, Eddie's playing bass. Now, he when he talked about on that interview where he said, I taught him everything and I showed yeah, him. Yeah. That's because That's I think he, played, he did all the bass on there. And then he had to show him, like, this is what I did on the record. And Michael That's had to learn That's what it. he's saying. He got I Ringo? believe that. Did he get Ringo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he get Ringo? Yeah, but, John and Paul played and the shit on the records? Because, like, if you listen to this this record that we're talking about, if you listen to it, there's no bass on there. There's endless, it's running with the devil, the very well, beginning. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. No, okay, so look, that's all the good stuff, all right? The bad stuff. And, and quite honestly, I want to go on the record now uh, because some, somebody noticed that when I'm on QFM, when it's Van Hagar, yeah. I say Van Hagar. I don't say Van Halen. <laughs> that's something I am going yeah. to stay true until the bosses call me out on that. Yeah. Um, I was a Sammy fan before he joined Van Halen and mm-hmm. was really into the VOA mm-hmm. album. Standing Hampton still 
I think one of the the best one of the better rock records. This Montrose, yeah, that's what I said. Argue with me about Montrose. Killer. Then I might kind of back off a little bit. But as as the things go on, as everybody, as the players get older, I'm with Sammy. I'm with Sammy. I'm with Mike. Quite honestly, I'm with Dave, and I think Dave's just kind of riding it out at this point. These Van Halen brothers, they're they're pieces of work, man. Yeah, they're pieces of work. Is I, I don't I don't blame these other guys as much as I used to. I think it would have been tough. Yeah. And I think the older that Ed gets, he's just get the fuck off his lawn, man. Yeah, it's, it's he's w- cranky. It's, it's wild watching him going to his you know his his older years and seeing him like. Uh, but he disappears. So much more credit for things. And it's like you're Eddie Van Halen. You're like good. somebody needs to pull him aside and go, "You're Eddie fucking Van Halen." Yeah, it's like, all good. Ed. Just look what you did. Just like stop. It's all like, good. We know us fans. We know how. But special he's kept us in important. the dark, Soga. He has kept us in the but dark. But that was like Van Halen. Van Halen stole that from Zeppelin, though. Zeppelin, like just like leaving their fans in the dark. Yeah, whatever the hell's they stole going that from on. Zeppelin. It was it was the mystery, and they learned that from Peter Grant. Absolutely, because I remember being a kid and you knew nothing about Led Zeppelin other than what they just give you little tidbits, little bits. You'd know about it, and that was the mystique of that band. But even in this era, in the social media era, they're able to do it. They they just don't say shit. Well, he married as the publicist, right? Eddie married, married. (laughs) and and I'm hearing that she's the one that actually wished Sammy a happy birthday last year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And Sammy's pissed that that uh, so there was something. Either Sam wished Ed a happy birthday, and then Ed said thank you. That was supposedly uh, mm. Eddie's wife. Mm. Now, so yeah, that's how it goes. So then on Sammy's birthday, and Sammy just turned 70, <sighs> he was pissed that Ed didn't reach didn't, out and say yeah. happy birthday to him. So this just... What a baby. Look, man, so, I know, <laughs> there, there's baby. so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a baby. All the I mean, time. he just reminds me so much of like an old girlfriend, you know, he's like just going, so who's he dating now? And what's he doing yeah. now? And and why didn't he say this? And that's like, like Sammy, just take it easy. You know... Sammy could have done a lot of things. He, there's a lot of things he could have done, and he did a lot of things wrong. Like first, first, first thing he did was let peek behind that mystery that we just spoke of, and just let everybody in on how Eddie's They'll be know, done with drinking. You. The Van and Helen said, brothers it, will be done with you. You you're start done. talking. You just you just exposed everything I, they worked at keeping a mystery. And I know we're up against it time wise because I want to figure out mm-hmm. what songs we're gonna play. But that was one of the things I heard. And and quite honestly, the Sam and Dave tour, and I'm bringing it up again, that was the end of Michael Anthony. And Michael Anthony talked about how him and Sammy would knock on Dave's door and, come on, man, let's yeah, do a song play. together. Yeah. And I, the, this, is, this is the rumor, this is the story that I had heard from folks that I know in the camp. And they said that Dave pulled Mike aside and said, look, man, if we're going to do this, the four of us together again, Knock this shit out. Yeah. We're not playing together. Don't do fucking Van Halen songs with Sammy right now. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And that was it. So they yeah. called Dave back, you know, and that and was... Say, That's yeah. enough. Yeah, but they would say, get Dave, get out. We knocked on Dave's door and he wouldn't come out and, t-, you know, when they were doing the Sam and yeah. Dave thing. And Dave was like, no, man, he knew down the road that there was going to be a big payday for them. And trust me, that yeah. payday would have been he, bigger you're, you're, with Mike than it would yeah, Wolf. You're absolutely right. I was in Vegas when they regrouped and they were doing a uh, show. And uh, uh, I remember talking to somebody from the Van Halen camp and asking about Michael. And they said, yeah, he's doing it, but he's doing it for cheap. 
Yeah, and we're paying him this much money and this and that. I'm like, why are you treating him so bad? What's going on? He goes, he made his move. I mean, those guys had given him a quarter of the cut for and many forever. years. That was, and yeah. That's and, something that was legendary. And they he said, and he 25%, up, every one of them. Yep. He got up and walked away from it. You know, he walked away from it. But the thing of it is, is like somewhere down the line, like around 84, they were like, oh, I can't, we're not going to get any more. We're not going to do a, a one quarter cut. So they had, they had cut him back from there. And let me just say this before we pick our songs. Look, everyone who says, well, does Dave, Dave doesn't sound the same. Axel doesn't sound the same. Go see these bands. Go. I saw Guns N' Roses a few weeks back, and it was three and a half hours of the yeah. best. It was the, one of the best times I ever had. Yeah, yeah. Go see these guys if you get a chance. I think Van Halen's done. Personally, I think that's it. I think the Van Halen brothers or just whack-a-doodle, and it's over. You don't think, I think they'll do another record? No, no, no. I think he's he's just... Oh, any yeah. other band, I would say yes, but not these guys. I'm over. I'm burned. I think they will. They burned me, man. They've burned me too many Did times. Did you see this so last good. tour? I've seen everything that Ed... I have seen with Sammy. I've seen with Dave. I've yeah. seen with Gary. I've seen, I went. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah. in, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out now. I'm out now. Wow, they broke your heart, huh? They broke my heart, man. That's what I'm saying. They've treated like the fans. The they've treated the fans like shit. <laughs> or I'm just. It's like whatever. And like I said, when it comes to the point, and I have fought the Sam and Dave wars. Yeah. I I I fought for those first Van Halen records with Dave, and I'm done. And and Sammy, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I'm down with Sammy. I'm but down Sam, with Dave. You know, Sam's crossed the line. He's, He's crossed the line ridiculous. again here recently, talking about how. Uh, with the loss of Michael Anthony's granddaughter, how uh, Dave reached out to Mike and yeah. said, I'm sorry, but the Van Halen brothers did. Sammy airs everything. And, that, and that's one of the oh, things I don't like God. about Sammy. Sammy airs everything. All right, no, That's I've not met, why I'm not completely 100% behind Sammy. You mean Sammy? Have you met Sammy? I have, uh, I've, I've been in interviews and been in the background because they won't let me talk. The nicest guy, right? I know, man. The nicest guy. Sammy, how you doing? And then 45 minutes later, you got an interview. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's yeah, like Nugent or any guy. of those guys where you just say, yeah. hey, how you doing? And then you've got an interview. I don't Great know, tequila, but you know, too. Yeah. Those, the, the era of those type of rock stars are, are you know, of David Lee Roth's uh, stature. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've met David Lee Roth one time, told him that he was the man, and there was nobody who wrote, wrote the book on where it's was supposed he a dick to be. To you? No, he was okay. He was all right. He, you know, no, no, that was, um, oh, that was, you know, God, it was back in right after he left Van Halen. But, you know, I got to meet him then and it was OK, you know, but I was like, he was everything I expected him to be. I don't want him to be the nice guy. Right. I don't want to. I got the nice guy. You know, I got I got nice guys that are normal people. I want him to be a dick to different. You? I okay. want him to be different, you know, because he's a rock. He's David Lee Roth. I, want I him was to be lucky that. enough uh, there in the mid to late 90s that at the Al Rosa Villa, uh, yeah. Rick Cattell let me go up and bring Dave yeah, out nice. at that infamous show. Yeah. Uh, that was, I was great. I was able to go up there and, uh, and, and and bring him out, and I was bashing Sammy and saying, there's only one fucking singer <laughs> for Van Halen, and I did my whole thing. And Well, it was a crazy night, wasn't it? It was a crazy was night. Great. So yeah. the, let's pick some songs. Okay. Uh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Uh, Producer Greg, the whole fucking record. There you go. That's what I think about now, that. I'll tell you it's something. It's Play the whole it's record. record. Play the whole yeah. record. And there's something else I would like to throw on. If you can find it, uh, remember, the Spotify playlist is a nice accompaniment to vinyl analysis episodes. Uh, search for Archie Vinyl Analysis. Let me throw two more songs at you before we say goodbye. Uh, Can't Get This Stuff Anymore and Me Wise Magic. Those were the two songs. Remember on the, uh, on the Van Halen yeah. when they did on the MTV? Greatest. And they, they came on. It was on the Greatest Hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but that was also when 
you thought Dave was coming back, and they yeah. hopped on MTV, and yeah. they were just fooling around with Dave, and yeah. they had Gary Sharon in the back. Well, yeah, those two songs, those were ones that Michael actually was on. That was the last of the four. And I'm telling you what, those two songs are better than anything that they did with fucking yeah. Van Hagar. And, yeah. that, and that's that's honest to God's Killer truth. songs. Right? Killer. Right? Yeah. And those yep. were songs I don't even think they wrote. I think they were on opposite ends of the country. Yeah. When they, they yeah. that that technology had made its way in about ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. So please get that on there. It's it's something that I still love to listen to. Soga, man, thanks, bro. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, I was gonna tell you one thing. Please that was a me. cool note. Go for I it. I had, I there was there was a thing that Roth said a long time ago about how they were influenced by different uh, acts and different you know songs. Right. And they would write their own songs, but tell me if you can't hear. The uh, Little Dreamer, okay. Okay. Now put it in your head. Try okay. to listen oh, to it. It's always in my head. It's always in my head. I call Hotel those California. I got it. Oh, I got it. I they hear it. Completely took it from Hotel California. Maybe that's why I love. I love Hotel California. It's, even the guitar solo has the feel like the guitar solos for. Dude, oh my god! So listen to it now, and it's just a rock version of of that, like a rocked out. Holy shit, Soga! Yeah. It's killer. I listen. I go. Oh my god! I hear it now. Hey, if people want to see Shuck and Bubba Deluxe, what uh, what's the deal? Where can we? High State Games, uh, home games. Uh, Shock Two is going to be out here soon. You did a reunion doing, not too long. You had that a, big show. I just got confirmed two dates in okay. April in Dallas and Houston. Probably going to bring it back home to Columbus again for another show. Season three will be in January. Will you join me again? Season three sounds great. Okay, I'd be, I'd be season three. I, I want you. I want you to do that because I want to find out uh, about this picture of you and Rick Springfield. <laughs> in oh, good yeah. oh, good <laughs> Soga, thank you so much. Thank brother. you so much. Thank there you. you. Go. Hey, for producer Greg Hansberry, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. <laughs> Oh, chicks.